All right, today is Tuesday, September 26th, and yesterday stocks snapped a four-day losing streak, but today stocks are down again. So is this September sell-off the big one before we bounce in October? And how does this affect our positions? That's what we're going to talk about. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And uh, if you haven't met yet, and this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hotcutter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we're real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And please, Mark, yesterday it seemed that the September sell-off might be over that we actually find some support. And we talked about uh, possible support at uh, 43.50, but uh, nope, we're marching lower today. Yeah, and yesterday we had a rough start, but we clawed our way back. We went sideways and actually saw a push into the close that was positive to finish the day in positive territory. So like you said, Marcus, it looked like we were uh, maybe, maybe finding a little support and a little buying going into the last week of September. But this morning, uh, singing a new tune. Yeah, we, we see markets opened lower, pushed towards session lows, bounced a little bit back. Uh, but it seems that this September sell-off continues. And I mean, we have October around the corner. So what, what can we expect in October? Well, I think that right now the line in the sand is a 4,300 level. And on a five-minute chart, you could see that the S&P is just flirting with that. And I believe that October, we will get a rebound of September. Historically, we know it's, an, uh, it's a rough month. Uh, for me, it doesn't mean I'm not going to trade it. Uh, but we know that, hey, just based on the numbers, that tends to be the trend. And we could follow that up with a nice October. Yeah, and we, we, we talked about it with our mastermind members this morning. October is kind of a, a weird month because we did have the big October crashes. What was it in 87? And then uh, there was another one, can remember exactly, 2008. Uh, anyhow, but then also October, as you said, typically is a pretty good month. This is where we see that uh, the year end rally starts to shape up and uh, we, we see some momentum there. So, hey... <laughs> Let's see. But for now, I mean, today, just looking at the heat map, I mean, it is a sea of red with a few exceptions. NVIDIA up a little bit and uh, GILD. But other than this, it's red, red, red. Yeah, go figure. Because uh, chip stocks were down going into the open there and, and tech being uh, down. Actually, tech yeah, well, no, right. T tech is leading the the indices lower, but hey, N Nvidia is seeing some positive uh, movement. And you know, Marcus, I, I think that uh, for me and where we're at and what I'm trying to do, it's all about chip, <laughs> creating healthy income portfolios. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said I was. This is our our little uh, unofficial Rockwell mascot, my chocolate yes. lab. He likes to bark at the lawn. The guys on Tuesday mornings in our mastermind calls. Um, anyway, I, I said I was going to have another mug for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is fantastic. 
Well, <laughs> looking at the economic calendar today, I, I mean, at first it seemed that there's not much going on, but then we had the home price index coming in much hotter than expected. So expected that home prices increase month over month by 0.4%, they increased by 0.8%. And then also year over year, home prices, which have been on the decline last month, are now up again. And we talked about it this morning with a mastermind. This is just an interesting scenario, right? Because costs for shelter, which is home prices and also rent, uh, is a factor for inflation. And this is where right now there's a little bit of a concern, okay? If these prices are moving higher and they cannot be excluded from the core, you know, we have the CPI and then the core CPI and we have the PCE index and the core CPE and the core always means less the volatile food and energy, but housing is definitely included in this. And this is an interesting point here because looking at the economic calendar, uh, the housing price index is usually a low flag uh, report that isn't too significant there. Uh, you do see the the composite, uh, you know, S and P composite there as well at uh, 903 uh, Eastern, 803 Central. But if you look at a five minute chart on the E mini S and P, we actually started to slide more right when these reports were being released. So it does look like investors were, you know, trying to to digest this move. And, and is this a buying opportunity? Should there uh, be more concerns here? And we did see a little bit of a dip there uh, before going into the open. And then with continued news, uh, just more of a catalyst to, to fall. We have the consumer confidence coming in lower than expected there. You see a reading of 103, new home sales slightly lower than expected. And then uh, uh, bad boy Jamie Dimon. Bad boy Jamie Dimon. I mean... This dude, it seems that, I mean, he's almost like Powell. When when Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan, speaks, it seems that uh, everybody is listening. And he had something to say this morning where he said, well, the Fed could still raise interest rates sharply from here. And sharply means more than just the uh, one more raise that the Fed has penciled in. He actually says, well, maybe these rates go up to 7%. And just to put it in perspective, right now, rates are between five and a quarter and 5.5%. So he is say, uh, saying that there could be possibly six more rate hikes. Good old Jamie, always trying to kill your buzz. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he says, I'm not sure the world is prepared for 7%. Well, I mean, that's his opinion. But if we look at what traders are looking at it and factoring in. So here are the probabilities. Uh, let me actually just uh, zoom in a little bit that we can see it better. So traders right now are saying no. At the November meeting, the Fed will not raise interest rates. And that's where we still have an outstanding bet. And I don't think we're done with it because we have another 36 days. We'll see what happens on Friday when the PCE index comes out. But uh, I mean, traders are factoring in that we have reached the peak right now and that possibly interest rates could go down as early next year. So, so far, Jamie is alone with his opinion there. Traders are not buying into it just yet. And this is really interesting, Marcus, because so, so these probabilities are based on Fed's fund, Fed funds futures. 
And you could make a case. You could say that a lot of this selling and weakness and worry is because the Fed is uh, going to keep rates the same longer and potentially raise rates. But based on Fed funds futures, investors and traders saying, no, no, they're done. But hey, we might stay at these levels until June. We'll have to see if they're right. And uh, going back to a monthly chart of the 10-year yield, the 10-year yield just keeps rising. I mean, Look at this. Uh, we, we just made new highs and uh, we never have been this high over the past, what, 16 years. So last time we were that high was before the financial crisis in 2008. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, also the, the two year yield now a very solid above five again. Uh, so let's just go back to a, to a daily chart, right? I mean, a few weeks ago, we were below five now at 5.15%. And also this is where we see, okay, fear is returning to the markets. The VIX, the fear index is marching higher right now. Last time we were at this point was uh, sometime in August. So uh, we, we'll see if uh, we can take out the August highs and then maybe attack the 20 level here right now at 1825 yeah, the uh, going back to the two-year, Marcus, we're flirting with 2006 highs. And if we get through those highs, we're back at levels that we haven't seen since the dot-gone era, uh, 2000. So, you know, cheap money is is no longer. You know, at, at this point, we know inflation is uh, an issue. And, of course, the Fed's battling it. But cheap money is gone. Right. So, I mean, you you already mentioned it in the beginning. This is where we get the question in the comments. Should we stop trading? I mean, should we right now just sit it out? Should we put our our money in CDs? The other day I went to to Chase, which is my bank, and they say, hey, there's a CD. Put uh, put it in for six months and we give you 5%. Is that the better choice? Well, trading always comes with some risk, but I, I still think that we can outperform in the market and definitely beat that. But, you know, for someone who doesn't want to do any work, it's a, a, an attractive option to just park your money there. It really is. <laughs> 5% is not bad at all, right? So let's take a look at our positions and see what's happening there. So CSIQ, our little buddy, after marching lower yesterday, really, really nice bounce back, really surprising against the overall market up almost 2%, 1.9%. What do you make of this? You know, I just think at these levels, there's going to be some buyers that step in and say, hey, now we have a buy. This is the best of breed, right? The best of the group. And uh, I think that CSIQ is going to take it some time to, to work its way back to where we want it to be. Uh, but I, I still think that this is a, a solid company. Yeah, I mean, really liking it that today, even though the markets are down, uh, where, where are we right now? So we're down almost a percent here across the board. The S&P actually now down 1.06%, the Nasdaq down 1.15%, the Dow down 0.8%, CSIQ being up 1.9%. I take this. Sure, sure. All right, looking at more positions. Well, NEE, on the other hand, uh, just uh, kind of moving down with the overall market. So today, a little bit down, attacking the 66 level again right now, trading at 66.25. Our break even at 68.05. Uh, 
our uh, cost basis at 69.50 so down 1.8% today nothing to do here just wait and see and you know marcus i i think that this is just indicative of the overall sentiment in the market and the mood because this uh dividend aristocrat and um and uh uh utility right in a tricky market environment there is a tendency to to pick up some shares of a, a company like this and it's a a favorite of funds um, but here if we look at the dow this is a broad market drop right now right so the nasdaq's leading the way but sometimes you'll see tech getting hammered on data and then the dow just hanging in there right but here it's really just a drop across the board yeah and that's exactly what we see on the heat map right i mean usually uh we can very clearly say okay so we typically have uh, the, the tech stocks, NASDAQ uh, up here. Uh, we have the Dow, S&P stocks up uh, right here, right? But now, as said, everything is down. It's just one of these days where we are moving lower. And yes, NEE is part of it. PM, that's an interesting one. So yesterday we sold the uh, 90 put and today it has a pretty big drop. I mean, if you look at this uh, for Philip Morris, that's a pretty big drop here of 2.24% or $2 down. And this is a little bit misleading because based on yesterday's close, uh, there was a dividend payment. Uh, traders or investors who own shares of Philip Morris at the open today are entitled to a $1.30 dividend, which is a little more than 1%. Um, so... Uh, yes, Philip Morris is down two and a quarter percent, but basically 1.4% of that is related to the dividend, right? Yeah. Um, so that's expected. And that's also something that we took into consideration when we put the trade on. It's why we wanted to trade the 90 strike, uh, because it still gave us room to accommodate for that dividend adjustment. Yeah. So this is working out well, as expected. Uh, PNC. Uh, th that's where today, if we zoom in a little bit, uh, I must say that PNC is hanging in here pretty good, only down half a percent, 0.57%, while the market is down 1%. So that's pretty good because I think that some other bank stocks are more getting hammered today. You know, bank stocks at the open were getting a little bit of a, a, a hit, and it seems as though banks have clawed their way back, even though the market has remained lower. So... Uh, I, I agree, PNC out of the bunch seems to be doing pretty well, but banks in general coming off of session lows. Yeah. And then there's UPS. Uh, that's another one. So should have sold calls yesterday when I could. Nah, <laughs> I stick by my decision. I think UPS today also kind of with the broad market down 0.86%. So markets are down 1%. Uh, that's very normal. So I still think that we are bouncing back to your 165. And I stand by my decision of not selling against my cost basis at 157. Just yet, uh, I want to see that I can participate a little bit in this up move. I like the opportunity there, trading near yesterday's lows, but UPS is solid. And I think we're just kind of in the perfect storm of a little negativity here, a little negative negativity there. Oh, there's the government shutdown. I don't know if we talked about that, too. Oh, but... no, we should talk about the government shutdown and how this impacts the markets. Yeah, so we know that it typically 
is a minor issue for the market. It's a big deal for talking heads, right? You, you get all excited and worked up, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you get all, all agitated there thinking that it's the other side's fault. Well, here's a little secret. CNBC and everybody's just talking about it because they want you to worry. But from a trading perspective, it really isn't a big issue based on past data. However, this morning, Moody said that although a government shutdown probably wouldn't hit the economy hard, it would be credit negative for its debt. So that is a little bit of a nugget there that also contributed to this morning's drop. And, and I mean, that that's that's a, a fair statement ra rather than saying uh, the government's shutting down, we're going to hell in a handbasket and everything's going to be awful because of politicians. And in general, that just doesn't end up being the case. Yeah. So it, it's just a, a bunch of small little things that are adding up that could make the perfect exactly. storm. And that's what we're seeing here. Right. I mean, besides the the economic data that came in this morning and then JP Diamond, uh, not JP Diamond, Jamie Diamond. <laughs> I like JP <JP> Diamond. <laughs> we, could, we should call him JP Diamond. Yeah. Anyhow, Jamie Diamond uh, making his comments and the government shutdown. And then we still have the UAW strike. So there, there's just a lot of small things going on that right now uh, have investors worried. And this is why. The September slump seems to continue and it doesn't seem that it gets any better before potentially Thursday afternoon or then Friday morning when we finally hear more words from Powell and the core PCE price index. Yeah, so we still have some more market moving events potentially on the calendar and uh, we'll just have to see if, if buyers can step in here and see an opportunity. Yeah, and we'll be here all along the way to show you what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And if you like this show, give us a like. Really appreciate it. If this is your first time here, consider subscribing. Hit the little notification bell. This way you get notified whenever we go live, which is every day at 10 a.m. Central Time uh, or 11 o'clock Eastern Time and every day when the markets are open. That's what I mean by this. Anyhow, have a great rest of your day and we see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.